0: Welcome to season five of the Go Off Sis podcast brought to you by Target, our destination for celebrating ourselves and our success this year. This season, we're reminding you what it means to be that girl from breaking generational curses to building ownership and just straight up luxuriating. We are using our voices to lead the culture forward because, you know, we own it. So whether you're looking to build out your new space or just take up space, Target has what we need to embrace our personal style and make sure you're ready to own whatever room you walk into. To learn more, head over to Target.com. Money, money, money. Okay, Mike, check. One, two, one, two. We are back. We are back. Go Off, Sis, Season 5. We are here back to so many things. Back to the office, school, our original destinations, acclimated to new cities, but not quite outside still. But most importantly and terribly... We're back to life, back to reality. You guys may not know that song, but Google is free, so feel free to check on that. We are coming in hot, me and my unbothered crew, whole, melanated, and just hitting the reset button, okay? Because we've seen and tolerated a lot on our personal timelines and out in the world. And frankly, we just need a reboot. We're rebooting with one thing one career or one person who you would love to reboot right now in in this year of our Lord Rihanna 2021. And before we get into that though, I want to make sure we just reintroduce the team because that's what we're talking about. We want you guys to feel like you know us, you love us. I am Chelsea Sanders, the VP here at Unbothered and we're going to get started. Kathleen, my dearest in the six, how you doing? I'm
1: good, Chels. I'm good. As you said, I'm Kathleen. I'm repping for the T.O, as I do. And I am a senior editor here at Unbothered. And if I had to reboot someone's career, if we're talking about reboots, I'm going to go back to West Philadelphia, born and raised. The OG Aunt Viv, the Janet only Hubert- because, listen, we saw in the Fresh Prince reunion special this past year that the woman deserves her flowers. This industry, because of colorism, because of some foolery by Will Smith, she did not get what she deserved. So, listen, give her all the things. And then I'm also going to throw an Ashley Banks in there. Tatiana Ali, our good sis, she has had bops.
0: She deserves to have more. Those are my two. Those are really good ones. And, like, ones that I feel like we deserve, finally. Okay, Maya, down here repping for us in the Florida. How are you? Actually, give us a real progress report on how's Florida doing.
2: (laughs) It's very hellish. Um, Mm. Very hot. Como se dice? I'm ready to go. So... Flight leaves at one on Friday. Out of here. It's your fave, unbothered social coordinator, Maya. You already know, like she said, I'm coming from the dirty South Duval County, 904. Stand up, save us, help me, please. And we just need to reboot Destiny's Child. You know, we just need all that energy. We need albums that we can listen to straight through and not EPs that we only want to listen to one song, you know? So we need Destiny's Child.
3: Okay, so question. Is it like DC3, Destiny's Child, or like everybody who's ever been in the group ever?
2: CC, what had happened was, <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> I feel like just to, on a marketing standpoint, you got to have DC3 and then bring out the rest of the girls, like for a big crescendo. It's going to be a little messy, but it's for the fans. After the year we've been through, we deserve it. We deserve all of it.
0: That's all. That's positive. Also, again, I'm just like, I feel like when you said DC3, I thought you meant DK3 as mm. identity cane, which we need. I just I need to get in here and tell you like we need a DK3 reunion. And yes. I will never yesterday. Literally yesterday, when I say lemonade, tell me that album was amazing. And if Don and Aubrey could have figured it out, I don't know how, but I need them back. I need Aubrey. I need all of them. I also need Dinash, who didn't even make the band, but was there in spirit, and I need her energy. So that's who I need for my reboot. I'll take a DK3 because a DC3 is, that's like 2018 thoughts. We're in 2021. Let's, let's be real. Okay, Steph, sipping on some tea, giving us vibes already. How are you feeling? Yes, hi. Hello. I'm Stephanie Long. I am
3: a senior editor for Unbothered, and um, I'm feeling great. So I'm going to piggyback off of you, Chelsea, and I'm going to pick Dawn, because although I know she's still making music now, but I just feel like she hasn't really gotten all the roses that she deserves. I want Beehive to come for me. So just hear me out. Hear me out for a second. I saw her perform live in, I want to say it was 2016. And it was for, I forgot what tour she was on, but when I tell you like her endurance levels, like I don't think she stopped moving and dancing and running and jumping once and her vocals were like, flawless and i don't know anybody who is performing like her right now aside from beyonce like oh, okay. see no. cuz no. i was getting like
4: okay 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 i was okay,
3: getting there
4: ooh i heard a buzz i said ooh girl <laughs> <laughs> don't get put
2: out
3: <laughs> no but really like she is a fantastic performer and i just i don't know i just i want i want more for her i want more for her i want more than dirty
0: money Ineye, over here, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us whose career you would reboot. Hey, y'all, it's the doll, Ineye, culture critic
4: here. You know what? I was going to say it's a toughie. It's not, though. The toughie and the answer, for me, let's reboot day 26. Diddy, you've, the wickedness you've done in this world is enough. It's time to bring it back. I want all the gang back. I want them on their knees. I want them begging and crying and giving us harmony. Let's bring that back. And then on top of that, Let's bring back the weeping men in R&B. I know some of the people are, are crying in the rain. Luke James is crying in the rain. Giveon crying in the rain. I feel like Eric Bellinger does it a couple of now and then, but I don't want to hear no more men singing unless they're crying. Bring back the pain. <laughs> bring back the desperation. Bring back the the agony. <laughs> do you love me or not? You going to cry for this? Okay, come on. let's <laughs> Let's do that. Bring that back. I feel like it's enough. Enough popping bottles at the club. <laughs> I want pain. <laughs> That's what love and romance need to be. Bring that back.
2: And Mm then they want reparations and tears.
4: Yes.
3: Are you going to cry for this, though?
4: Cry Cry for this. Cry for this so
3: I know it's real. I can't hear you, Jamal. I just can't hear you. All I hear is don't fight the feeling in my head now. That was my song. Mm. That was my song. They were good. They were just so chaotic.
0: But let's just (laughs) focus on the music. Yes. Wow. Okay. But what I do appreciate and what you are absolutely correct on is that we need to bring back a certain type of desperation. Yeah. What happened to being obsessed? I feel like we were all like, okay, we're going to come outside. We're going to be cute. We got a new look hairdo. We feel energy. Everyone's going to, like, turn, be turning into butterflies and, like, just beautiful margaritas. And it's, like, water bugs and, like, bathtub water. Like, that's what we've been, like, greeted by this summer, which has been ridiculous. And I'm very disappointed at the level of desperation because it's not there. And I feel like we should be having more and people should be out here more doing things more desperately for us.
4: (laughs) I thought that we were all on the same page. Like, we were going to come out and be, like, hot not just physically but like in heat you know mm. what i'm saying i want i want to see somebody i want to do whatever what happened cuz i thought you know like i showed a little bit of shoulder a little bit of leg and stuff, and it's not giving that. So I feel like we were lied to. We were really scammed, because I was thinking everyone was going to be sexy mentally as well.
1: Mm. I think there were a lot of scams. Like, there were a lot of lies told to us while we were in quarantine. And one was that we would go back out, be back in the streets, and that everything was going to be, like, hot and amazing, and, like, not to be the one who's booed up. But I thought, even as somebody who is locked down (laughs) in a relationship, that... I would want to be back in the club. I would want to be out here, get my little flirt on respectfully. And the first night me and my girlfriends went back out, I was like, nah, <laughs> let me let me go it's home just- to my man and my dog. <laughs> it's because your, your you're a wash
4: and you shouldn't even be <laughs> occupying them streets anyway. Wow, Aren't you wow. <laughs> wow. Why are you in the streets?
1: You coming out here a day? <laughs> you supposed to be my girl. You out here telling me her? Why? her on, now, why are you in the competition? Why are you in the running? <laughs>
3: and don't man, you She's twenty five. Yeah, she she's got a man. Sit
1: down. That's what I'm saying. tell her Listen, Maya. I just wanted to be out feeling cute, and I'm saying you don't know. Well, bring your back man with status. you. No, she just have to bring her man everywhere. He you Beyonce said, "Ladies leave your man at home." I left my man at home. Yes. Anyway, I'm I'm staying at home now because I went out and the streets aren't safe. And I just you know appreciated my relationship even more. So yeah, you, you're gonna get what you want, and I'm gonna let my ass stay at home. Girl, I'm at the
0: house too. I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired too. I too am inside. Yeah, and that's I feel like what we're all doing. I just I guess I like. I had come to such a realization about myself and my own power and my own energy over this past year and especially, you know, over the past six months. And so I was expecting that same energy to be reflected in the people that I interacted with, the environments that I put myself in and the energy that I was just exchanging. And that was not the case. And I think I like very much realized, like, I need to reboot this because I need to be interacting with people who match my energy, like point blank period, you know? And like, I feel like Steph, you understand this. You're just our resident vibes queen.
3: I definitely feel that. I definitely have been thinking about what it means to be more discerning about like who we're giving our energy to and whose energies we're allowing in. And also just making sure that, you know, the people that we're putting ourselves in alignment with match our frequency. Like you said, I think like pre-quarantine, I was definitely in more of a space where, just out here. I just wanted to love on everybody. I just want to be friends with everybody. You know what I mean? And I think that caused me to kind of find myself in a position where I looked around and I was like, some of y'all don't belong here. (laughs) Like, Some of this doesn't make sense. And so now that we've been in this period where a lot of us have been in more solitude, I feel like there's been like a lot more soul searching and really... Tuning into and understanding the bad habits that were present in our lives before and reflecting on how to move forward with more intention. Because I think, you know, when you sit down and you've been reflecting on like how you want your life to go from here, because I feel like everybody is in this state of reboot, right? Realizing the things that they could have done without, realizing the things that were unhealthy for them. So, in order to really hold yourself accountable to that, it's really important to make sure that you have people around you that are going to help you stay on track. And that goes for, like, romantic relationships too, right? Just because you're attracted to someone, I mean, whether it's platonic or romantic, but just because you're attracted to them doesn't mean they're really compatible with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so true. I mean, I told you all this, but frankly, if, if I'm attracted to you, it's a red flag, to be honest. <laughs> Like I immediately, you're like you must be terrible in some specific, very unique (laughs) but persistent way. (laughs) Genuinely, like if you guys need to figure out, like, hey, is this person good for me? Like, ask me if I'm attracted to them, (laughs) and I'll be a great like radar for you. Of like, yeah, like you better show them the door if I'm like, yeah, yeah, that one. We should pass it to you. No, no. Chelsea does the
1: screen for us. Yeah, I mean, I think being attracted to men in general is a weakness. Well, that part that mm-hmm. we
2: uh, all need to work on. I'm not so. ready to admit that. Okay, I'm not ready <laughs> to admit that. Okay, I'm not <laughs> well,
0: there. Well, what are we gonna do? It, come on now, like, <laughs> what else we gonna do? I mean, tell me though, if you're like, that's also the other thing. Like, Steph is in this place where she's found the center and understood how to sort of like break bad habits, but like, even in our own reboots, sometimes we don't quite get there even if we recognize that they're bad habits right like are there some things for you that you're sort of working through too that you're like this is this isn't serving me and this isn't serving my purpose
2: and I feel like for me though I feel like a lie that I was told is like people actually like other people and I'm just like y'all don't be really out here liking people for real y'all like people for the clout y'all don't be out here Mm. really buddied up for people really showing up you know for them because you genuinely care about them. You know, I think people are more like what can you do for me? What can I do for you? Let's have a transactional relationship instead of saying, "Okay, let's get to know each other. You know, maybe we could be really great friends because we connect on that type of time." But that's not ever really how it works even in like certain workspaces. You would think because in a white workspace you see another black woman you like, oh, sis, what's, what's up? And they're just very much like, who do you work for? And I'm like, girl, don't do that. We same from the same continent. Don't do that. We are very much in the same boat here, but it's not like that. It's very much, oh, if you don't work, we're somewhere where I can kind of feed off of you or you can help me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't have anything for you.
0: Is that to you like a quarantine thing that people because, you know, we've all forgotten how to talk and be social and like have real conversations? Or is that something that just like in general you're feeling as you're, you know, getting Mm -hmm. in different rooms and, you know, in spaces where you weren't in previously? You know, like, is that something for quarantine or just like overall you're seeing that?
2: I think because of quarantine, it was more of a realization because it's difficult to be with be there for people now than it Mm -hmm. was before or was before it was easier to in my opinion, flake or be kind of not there. And now with this downtime, you don't have a really a good reason not to be there. You Mm -hmm. don't really have a, you know, I understand everybody has their issues. Everybody has their problems with things going on. But if I'm in, what is this, a panorama for two years and we've gotten downtime because the world has been on lockdown for a lot of that time and you still kind of haven't been there as a friend. And like I said, I understand you have your own issues, too, but. I consistently reach out to one of my best friend every week to see what's up with her. Hey, girl, just, you know, want to check in because the last time I talked to you, I know this and this and this was happening and we'll talk about it. I don't just call her for me. I call her for her. And then I feel like an important thing is checking in with your friends to make sure that when you go in to speak to them, they're ready to receive that because they might be going through something and they can't take on what you're bringing to the table as well because it just might be too much at that point. If I'm just calling to dump on, dump something on you because I feel away or ask you for something, that's not real. It's not real.
0: Is that something for you that you've sort of seen in your life and you're sort of trying to refocus that or you're just like, I don't want any of that at all. Like, where is that sort of coming from for you? I've honestly been checking myself.
2: I had to understand to stop letting fake Instagram model uh, men trap me. They're really playing with my whole entire life. When it's come to guys, it's been very bad choices. And it was on my part because at the time, I didn't know how I was supposed to be interacting with these men. But now that I do understand how to move around them, I have a different mindset and who's important to keep around me and who
0: I should definitely keep a distance between. So, Mm, mm. I feel like that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of intention and something called discernment that swear of the day i think a lot of people are missing these days that like ability to discern what is for you and what is not and what you should be chasing and what you should just be letting go and i feel like we're all having a hard time with that right now. Like, it's either the pandemic, like you said, you some people fall off, right? And some people are not doing well and doing their own thing. But then also, like, there are therapists out here dumping their clients because even professionals are at capacity. Like, shout out to all the Black therapists out there who are doing God's work right now. But (laughs) I think sometimes, even if we are, you know, acting with intention and discernment, other people aren't. Right. So how do, how do you match that? You know, and A, what do you think? Yeah, I think for me, like
4: when you were talking, it just
0: really resonated with me in terms
4: of work, especially. I feel like the workplace has been the place where you have so much like imposter syndrome and you feel like you have to do 10 times as much as other people to prove that you're supposed to be here. And even if you do everything right, even if you're operating at a thousand percent it's still not going to be good enough for other people. And then you still feel you end up feeling so bad because you're like, I'm doing everything right and it doesn't work. And so for me in work and in the corporate world, what's been important is like understanding where you are relative to the company and understanding that you need to have a community, but not everyone in the like the work culture is going to be part of your community. Like there's, It's weird because you feel a sense of like allyship with your people, right? It's like we work at the same company. We're working under the same corporate overlords. We have the same stress. We have the same drama. But at the same time, especially as Black women, our situation is different. And so you know that you have to be twice as good for half as much or do whatever. And so for me, with the pandemic, I am very like I started really early on. But I felt like I really want to do my best. And other people across other industries were operating so at such a high level. And we were all, I feel like last year, everybody crashed and everyone was like, I'm tired. And some people kept going and some people like could not keep going. And some people were like, okay, I'll take a break and then keep going. But company culture across any company, across any industry is like, okay, we're all in this together. We're all going to make it. Everyone keep doing your best and blah, blah, blah. And when people fall off, then you start kind of seeing like, you know, maybe some people are, you know, maybe the company culture and the work life is not for you. I know a lot of girls hate going to the office and doing stuff. I'm the first person. Let me sign up to go to the office. Even if it's just me in the office by myself, I have to have that kind of like structure and that kind of like setup. Whereas other people are like, I will never step foot in an office again. I will be working from the Galapagos Islands with iguanas. Mm-hmm. Nobody talk to me, whatever. But it's like you have to prioritize yourself. More than anything, because of pandemic, we don't know how long this thing, this Pandora's box, this this parrot, this like whatever else funny name we could think of. We don't know how long it's going to last. So you have to make sure that you're good, even if that's putting yourself before the company.
0: Mm. It's hard because I think for a lot of us and especially a lot of Black women in media, Mm -hmm. our job is our outlet in a lot of ways, right? That we're able to find that space to be open and honest and share that with our community. And again, for me, I'm not biased, but I have the best team in the entire world. Oh, yeah. Literally. So, it is sometimes, it's hard for me to separate that and separate, you know, what I do from who I am. And especially this past year as an outlet to be able to do that. But I think one of the things that we're also learning and again, we haven't learned this lesson still, apparently one year later, like that we are that black women at work are somehow the problem, but we're also the only ones who can fix it which makes no sense. Like the workplace, you know, the idea of corporate culture is broken, but somehow it's going to be Black women who fix it, who have been doing it and who have been, like you said, in a working 10 times as hard for that. And it's hard to sort of reconcile and remind yourself, like, you can love this and you can do this and you can have passion for it. But at the end of the day, I am still Chelsea. And that is, that's, a lesson I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the key to I feel like
4: unlocking that kind of realization is to rest. And it's so much easier said than done. But like, I think the pandemic has forced so many of us to rest and be like, "Eh." I don't have time to be working 80 hours or however many hours or working overtime and stuff like that. Like I'm working from home. It's fine. But I feel like this pandemic has kind of signaled an end of grind culture. You're not hustling Mm. every single day and doing whatever because you're operating from a lower bandwidth. So I think especially everyone, but specifically Black women, it's so important to prioritize rest. And like, we need to be okay with not operating at a million percent, with not maybe being the best today. Mm.
1: I mean, that's a word and I love that energy and I've been trying to channel that energy, especially because I think that hustle culture in this panorama in the past year and a half or however long we've been in this shit, it has been, hustle culture has been rebooted and people are being like, enough, we're done with that. But For a lot of us, especially Black women, especially, as Chels mentioned, Black women in media, the pandemic hasn't been a a time when we've been able to slow down because we watched this, quote unquote, racial reckoning happen. And all of a sudden, workplaces said, oh, hey, there's value in your work, Black women, Even though we've been here and there's always been value in our work. And we've always been doing the best or trying to fix places or whatever. But now they're being like, oh, you can do this. Come in here. Mm, And, you know, I'm all for, I wrote this piece a few weeks ago about decolonizing time. And I am all for like stepping back and saying that rest is revolutionary and not working ourselves to the bone because we deserve rest. But there's also something, you know, in my gut and something that I have been conditioned to feel like if I don't work this hard, this is all going to go away. Yeah. If I'm not hustling, this is all going to go away. So I'm feeling everything you're saying, I just, I just don't know how we get there and how we do that when we're still in these corporate spaces and in these workplaces that don't allow us to rest in a lot of ways.
0: Mm. And I think... One thing that you said in there is like, we've been conditioned, you know, like we've been conditioned. This is not by accident. And it is also, you know, not specific to one place, space, or environment. It is the structure in which the system has been created, and it is working perfectly. How about that? Like, the system is <laughs> yeah. working perfectly. And I think, like, when I hear you say that, Kathleen, I'm like, yes, I would love to decolonize time. That's great. But I still have to pay my bills. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like Candy in Real Housewives. Like, the lie, the lie, the lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, this is, a, that's a lie. Like, yeah. I would love to not have deadlines. I would love to throw away my clocks. And I would love to do that. But, like, I have this thing in me that, I like to eat Mm. and have clothes, so it's hard for me to do that. But also, I have this fear, just like you said, Kathleen, like, if I do, am I going to be left behind? Like, is that going to be—am I going to be okay with being left behind and sitting down and not doing things? And But that's also the lie. Right. Like the yeah. lie is that we're going
1: to be left behind. The lie mm. is that, you know, I'm not going to get opportunities if I don't just hustle, hustle, hustle during this time of white guilt. That is the lie. And I feel like if we all took a step back and adopted the mindset that, like, yes, we can rest. Yes, it's OK to be mediocre at times and not the best, as an Anae was, was saying, that that's OK. Yeah, the system is working too good as Chell mm. said, and that we are like so conditioned to believe those lies that we then perpetrate them.
0: Ooh.
2: It's also about like individualism though. So like for me, one thing I relearned or during the pandemic, not even relearned during the pandemic, is just kind of judging into my own personality is, I don't care. <laughs> so they're going to have to be okay with me not really caring. So if I wake up on a bad day, I need to be able to say, all right, today is not a good day. I won't be productive. So guess what? I'm going to roll back. And I feel like we need to, the left, the whole no child left behind thing. Is your left behind your goal though? Because if everybody's persisting on to these other goals and where you are right now, you're happy and content being there. Why is that a bad thing? So just because other people are persisting on to do other things because they may have wanted to initially or because you know, they feel pushed to do it, that's okay. You need to choose you first and say, okay, you know what, this, this is where I am. I'm happy here and then try to monetize it. So I'm happy at this medium. This is what my lifestyle is. This is the income I need to make to feel sufficient here. How can I monetize these things that have a little stress on me, little anxiety on me so that I can be healthy overall? So at what point do you say, okay, great. If that's what's going on, that's not what's best for me right now. I'm going to take a step back and not have FOMO. You have a fear of missing out. I've never heard of such things until the last year. As a child, it was, it was, it was no FOMO. It was sit your behind down. It was, it was really very much none of that. So This fear of missing out on things is just like you need to take a nap. nap.
0: (laughs) like my mom, <laughs> I like. was gonna say big black
2: mom vibes. Literally,
0: <laughs> you, like, you need to sit, sit down, like nap. maybe eat a banana, like just like sit yeah. in the house and be quiet for a minute. Like that was my mom my entire life, of course. So that was really triggering. Thank you, my <laughs> no literal literal oh, mom things. But I think it's also like that decision to opt out of stuff.
4: I'm like not caring about what other people are doing at work in my personal life on Instagram on the timeline, whatever. Is like you recognizing that this system, like it's works the way that it's supposed to but it works the way that it's supposed to because it's a broken system. It was never supposed to work for certain people and i feel like everyone in general and i'm always going to specify black women cuz that's who i am, that's who we are, but black women are now seeing the system for what it is. It's broken. It's not meant for you. You have a space in it, but that's not because you chose it. And so i feel now it's like understanding that one and understanding like you have to finesse it to make it work. I feel like that's the place like We need to be in a system in a spirit of finessing. How am I going to get what Mm. I need to get? Because they don't love you, but they're going to pay you. So Mm. let's do it like that. Let's move
1: like that. Yeah, we got to move like that. And I think that divesting from that validation, the validation from those systems is something that maybe we have done in the past year and a half, knowing that those systems will fail us without fail, as you're saying, A, And... Also, I think one of the biggest things that I learned, especially in this, like, quote, unquote, racial reckoning, because it was for so long, it was like, if they can just understand, if we can just make them see, if we can just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then things will get better. This past year and a half, what we learned was that, no, they know better and they didn't do better. Mm. And for so long, it was like, oh, well, as soon as that's like some Oprah, I love Oprah, but it was like, as soon as they know better, they'll do better. We know that that's a lie, and that is Mm -hmm. not true anymore. Like, Meghan Markle taught us that. We saw that when she was (laughs) like, I can fix the royal family from the inside. Girl, no, you can't. Fred Charles said, (laughs) no, actually,
4: (laughs) no, we've been doing this for a while.
1: Exactly. Like, none of us can fix these systems from the inside. And I think that is a hard, speaking of unlearning, like, that's a hard thing for us to reckon with. Mm. But I think that that's where we are. And so to learn that, like, oh, maybe you're wasting your breath. So, yeah, maybe the answer is just to finesse.
0: It absolutely is. You guys know this. It is the age of the scammer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The and end of time, like truly get yours and get out. I cannot stress enough. Like I want to go back to times when we were ripping Mercedes Benz, like insignias off and wearing them as necklaces. Like that's what I want. Like for us, wow. and our energy because we don't care. Yep, yes, <laughs> yes, Maya, it was real. I know you're twelve, but that was a thing, and it was live. Wait, yeah. can, you, can you describe what
4: time period this was? Because I might have missed it as well. Nineties, anything. Well, oh, you I... know,
2: it was the nineties. You know, very BC. It's very BC <laughs> it's, to me. It's, I don't you know. know. I
0: also
1: um, don't know what you're talking about because I'm so young.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Kathleen has no idea. So it's just (laughs) me sitting here as the person who is over 25. I'm just, it's like, it's like Atlanta now. That's, that's what I'm describing. Like the 90s is like Atlanta now. So just like give that kind of energy of like, whatever you want goes. Atlanta people are like, why, why am I in it? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. You know, and I, I feel like that's the energy. And I think it's like, All of these things, we just need to be reminded of, like, okay, what we're doing is for ourselves and each other. What we're doing is for ourselves and each other. And, like, that is it. And I feel like that's something, again, like you said, Kathleen, that's, like, a hard lesson to learn. But I also think it's one of the most, like, important that we will learn. And we're going to continue to learn it because the universe— I always say it's like, if you didn't learn it once, it's going to come back again and you're going to figure out a way to learn it in another way, whether it's romantically, platonically, friendships, workspaces, like you're going to learn the lesson that you need to learn. And I feel like, you know, for the sixth, seventh wave of where we're at, like, okay, I'm going to learn this lesson. Like, let me just sit down and learn this lesson. You know, Mm -hmm. Steph, what do you think? I have a friend of mine
3: who got an amazing job opportunity, I want to say earlier, the top of this year, and she was in a space where she really needed that money, but she decided not to take it. It wasn't aligned with where she was at spiritually, and she had faith that she was going to find something else that was aligned with what she knew she was the best at. And so she ended up getting this amazing opportunity with I can't say <laughs> you'll find out soon stay tuned and got paid so much money like so much money to the point where like she's not gonna have to worry about money for a mm. while like mm. good money and so it just we love yeah you so it just goes to show that sometimes you gotta just like you know take a chance on yourself and you know even me personally thinking about what everyone's saying here like the, like we've been saying, the the meetings really could have been an email. And, you know, <laughs> working for a company, working for someone else, it's it's not the only way that you can have security. Like, I know we think we have to be with the company full time to have, like, benefits and you know health insurance. And, you know, that's the only way. But if there's one thing that this pandemic taught us is that we can do what we want to do. And we could also do it from literally anywhere. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. This time, definitely, it gives us a really big opportunity to reset what the workplace is for us.
0: You know, it, it's funny because all these things that you're seeing are, are amazing. And shout out to not having to work for a time period because that paycheck wasn't that good. Like, she go ahead. Money bags. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but I think like it's one of those things where, back to your point, Maya, it's like individualism, right? Like, Being honest with ourselves and owning that personal responsibility of our decisions and what works for us, I think, is the most important because, like, I have to be honest with myself. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be out here by myself doing that and, like, being motivated just by myself and turning on my computer and not seeing anyone else. You know what I mean? Recognizing that that is maybe not my path. And that's okay. because I've seen so many of my friends, too, and colleagues, like, go out and do amazing things on their own. I'm like... I love it. I don't know if that's me. I, I don't know. I, and I have to be honest with myself about that. Like, in the same way that, like, this past year, it's like meditating. I tried it, like, 17 times. It's not for me. I just, it's not my ministry. And, like, I can't stand it. Like, oh, my God, I am so sick of my own thoughts. Like, I could not possibly just sit there by myself for 40 minutes. And I tried over and over, and that didn't work for me. And I had to be honest with myself of like, okay, this is not my truth. This is not the way that I find my center. This is not the way that I find myself coming back to myself. That is listening to Whitney album or like taking a walk or just really like having a conversation with my sister or my friend. Like those are the things that like fill up my cup. And I don't have to feel guilty that something else that other people are doing doesn't necessarily work for me because this does. That's amazing.
2: That really is because... We live in a heavy, heavy time of perception and opinion and respectability politics. And I know that's very hard to navigate, especially in media, when those things seem to be very important. Like for me, when I was contemplating just not working, I got a lot of side eyes. Oh, you don't want to work? Oh, you don't want to contribute? No, I don't actually. Thanks for getting the point. I wasn't born to work mm. all my life. And it was very hard for people who were older than me, who had been in my life for a long time to understand that I don't want to work 40 years and then have a 401k. I want to work 10 to 15 years and have a good portfolio. Like, I don't want to spend majority of my life working. And just because I quit my job, people are like, oh, you're going to be an entrepreneur now? No. I'm not going to do that either. I just quit my job because I just don't want to work. And I feel like that's not something that's not fathomable to people like she just doesn't want to work. She she wants to be a lazy bum. No, I can contribute to the world in other ways besides working. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why do I have to keep going on this this path if a social coordinators all I ever wanted to be and I and I'm there. Girl. Stop looking at people. This is what I had to stop doing. Stop looking at people who are 23, talking about something he's a millionaire, billionaire. Why am I not? Because you're not him. Ooh. Ooh. Stop trying to run. Cause stop trying to run they raise. People be so shot out to be each other. And it's just like, you can't be them because they're already taken. Be yourself, be the best you you can be. And then on some level at your pace and at your time and in your arena, you will be on that level, but you won't be at that level in their arena. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen for you. So it's just like what you wanna do with your life, you have to be able to set the consequences and the congratulations for it. So at the end of the day, if you get a round of applause for you get a round of applause. If people try to tear you down and don't want to deal with you, you're going to have to be sufficient in, within yourself to say, okay, you don't want to deal with me. That's cool. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm stress-free. So that is just what that is. Did y'all hear
4: Oregon just like, I almost took off. <laughs> oh my god! I almost took I off. Was of like, there's a the lady stomping with the spirit right I'm like
3: sweating. That was so
0: real. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... And with that, we have reached... The end of our discussion. Oh, but wait, we have reached the best part of our discussion because we are here talking about the Don't At Me. And if you are new or true or just have no idea what we're talking about, let me refresh your memory. The Don't At Me is the point of our discussion where we tie a big bow on things, give you some food for thought, and really just give you some resonant energy to move about your day with because that's what we're doing. And in case the name wasn't clear, you can't at us, okay? We don't care at all in any way, shape, or form, okay? You can't at us. No, no, nunca, nothing, no heart emoji. This week, we have a very special don't at me from Vibes Queen herself and the queen of just rebooting our energy when we need it, Miss Steph Long. So take it away, dear. Give us that don't at me. That intro kills me every time. Okay.
3: So I was coming out of meditation one morning when all of a sudden I heard in my head, your way is the highway. And at first I thought to myself, why is my self-conscious remixing the biscuit at seven in the morning? (laughs) But then as I sat with the expression, your way is the highway, as in the path that you choose for yourself is the highest path that you can travel upon. I began to find a deeper meaning within it. We so often look outside of ourselves for truth. We look outward for validation, for meaning, for purpose. We keep people around whether they're good for us or not because it's more comfortable than letting go. We devote so much time and energy to others, sometimes as a means of survival in the workplace, for example, that we often don't have energy left for ourselves. And I am here to give you a reality check that way of thinking is not only played but it will wear you out and as our sis and ney stated today you have to determine your own course and set your own boundaries in the big picture because the system does not have the answers for us. sway but we absolutely do and i recently chatted with author and culture commentator nicole perkins and we talked about what it would mean for black women to exist on their own terms, to shake off all the expectations that don't fit for us. And when she said, it's a really magnificent fantasy to think about being fully satisfied in your life, I felt that. And I think it's time that we turn that fantasy into a reality. So when you imagine yourself being fully satisfied, what does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What sort of people are you surrounded by? What type of job do you have? What passions are you fulfilling? And what would it mean to allow these things to inform the way that you prioritize not only your happiness, but your livelihood going forward? Now, maybe you've been considering this amidst this new normal. Maybe you are just truly considering this for the first time. whichever bucket you're in, You know that rebooting ourselves in order to break through such obstructive programming comes with a lot of unlearning, and it's not always easy, but each step is progress toward our spiritual liberation. So this time, when you're faced with choosing between your heart and your mind, your past and your present, expectation and authenticity, do things your way because only you know what's best for you, and you absolutely deserve it, sis. Don't at me.
0: The Go Offs This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bremang, Maya Carmichael, Stephanie Long, and Ineye Comanevo. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at r29unbothered. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis.